Welcome to Five Strike Weekly. We discuss those two excellent matches over the past week and we preview the cup final on Wednesday. We discuss that next. Welcome to the show, Five Strike Fam. I'm AJ, this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Two tasty wins against conference opponents, and it has the 17s feeling confident about the performances. So let's get right into that US Open Cup semifinal match against Orlando City, in which we smacked him up 2-0. Yeah, pretty and, much. Uh, yeah, we were able to go again undefeated against that team from down under. Yeah, they, uh, this was probably the biggest opportunity for, well, you know, they're at home, it's a semifinal, and King Joseph does not make the trip. Yeah. Mysteriously wasn't on the flight. We find out he picks up an injury actually in training. That yeah. dreaded adductor keeps biting us. God, it's, yeah, I, I put a poll out on the social media. Uh, pretty much is, you know, an adductor injury worse or Orlando City. And I think still Orlando City won by a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> well, they haven't defeated Atlanta yet, so. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. It is true. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so in terms of uh, this match, I mean, yeah, you know, it really was their best chance to get a win. And I, you could feel that from their fans. Also, you could see it on their social media. They were like very up for this. They were like, oh, if there's any time, let's do it today. And they, you know what? They came out up for it. I mean, it is, like it they, they put the ball in the back of the net. Dom Dwyer, I think. Uh, Got on the end of a, a good move from them, a counterattack. Yeah, it's one of those things where it does should he have done better to stay onside? You know, I I kind of judge strikers on that. Uh, I think he definitely should have buried that chance though that they he got uh, later on in that half. Yeah, uh, and he skies it from kind of the top of the box. Yeah, and, and it's uh yeah, I mean the script could have gone completely differently. It yeah. would have been uh, an interesting back and forth match, I think, at that point then. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it probably would have maybe been a little bit more reminiscent of that first match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium against them right. as well. Maybe a little bit back and forth, back, back and forth, forth right, and yeah. uh, who knows, it might have gone, you know, to penalties or something like that. Yeah. Good God, but thank God it didn't. No. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, for us, you know, we, uh, we saw some really great performances from our midfield mm-hmm. uh, who were able to be afforded the, the time and space. Uh, Eric Rometty pretty much uh, was taking shots yeah. from wherever he wanted. And uh, and that's how he got the first goal, pretty much, is that uh, he took a, a shot from distance, or not completely from distance, but in the box, a little bit further away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it got parried away, and Julian Gressel got on the end of that rebound and got it right back to him at the front post, and he took it like a striker. Yeah, followed you know? up on the, you know, making the near post run. I mean, like, Remedy getting forward is something we've seen that's new this season. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of credit to the board to kind of you know pushing pushing him towards that you know getting uh-huh. him more comfortable doing that. Uh-huh. And in this match, yeah, he looked pretty comfortable on the ball. You know, like like you said, he'd had unleashed a couple shots before his goal. Right. You know, and so you need, especially when uh, Joseph is out, you need other people to step up and yeah you know i think uh they did a pretty solid job of marking barco and p in this yeah and i think that's really why they didn't get on the score sheet even though they had their chances but um yeah i think ultimately the midfield had to step up here because you know if the strikers are marked out then it's the next line up that needs to be able to uh to put the ball in the back of the net and we were clinical enough uh i mean eric rometty 
Uh, he spread it out for another ball that uh, was our second goal. Uh, Franco Escobar got on the end of that mm -hmm. one, passed it right to Emerson Hyndman, yeah. who put it in the back of the net for his very first goal in uh, in the states. Yeah, and um, and that's fantastic to see. I mean, he, you know, a guy who has come in kind of just seamlessly uh, melded right into the team mm -hmm. and he gets his first goal. That's fantastic to see. Yeah, and that goal in general, I think it's uh, one of my favorite goals of the season, really. Uh, you know, it's a really nice build-up. It starts with, uh, I think, it was kind of a counter on, but uh, PD ends up pulling it out and uh, they, they move the ball around to mm -hmm. Gressel, to Nagby, find Fermetti who's wide open, yeah. essentially in an vacate middles and yeah. he's able to pick out Escobar. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I think that's what you want to see out of, you know, the, what we want to see at Lane United, uh -huh. they want, we want to see them playing like the system they're comfortable with. Right, also melded staying patient with, too. Exactly, yeah. you know, and I think that we're seeing a marriage of the styles between the board and the players. Yeah. Know? I think Indeed. they're finding a happy middle ground. Right, and so this also, uh, I mean, this was an in MLS, but it was an MLS opponent, and so we got a way, uh, an away win. Yes, uh, which is fantastic because yeah. we were, I think, on a six-game losing streak. The last time we won away from home was like June eighteenth or something like that in the Open it's been Cup. Been a while. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it, away from home has not been too kind to Atlanta this season. Exactly, and so what you know, what other team could quell our uh, our issues other than Orlando City, right? So, yes, yes, yes fantastic. Yes, yes. Uh, it's just like, you know, you, you, if you need a remedy of any sorts, you just play that team. <laughs> and, Can uh, we play them again soon? Oh, we do. Exactly. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, you know, if, uh, if there's any slip-ups, then here we go. We'll feel better about ourselves if, uh, if that happens. <laughs> right. But hopefully, hopefully you don't need that pick-me-up, right? Right. But, um, yeah, in that negative, uh, I think early on, they did have a couple chances. And, yeah. you know, you kind of, yes, every team that plays, uh, or if you play against a team, they're probably going to get some chances. And But I think this one... I mean, it had, <laughs> I think people were very worried and uh, the offside call was just, thank God, because yeah. that, that move was really good. It was a really good know? move, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Klaschen has that chance early in the second half. So, I mean, yeah. they had their chances, but at the end of the day, they only had two shots on target and Atlanta mm -hmm. United had six blocks, Yeah, you know, and to get a clean sheet, again, away from home, mm -hmm. you know, I think those are massive, pretty... Massive. Encouraging performance from our back line, yeah. Right. And yeah, Frank DeBoer loved the performance as well. He uh, said it was a good performance. He, uh, you know, he knew that they were going to press and they, you know, were going to try to do everything with the two fast guys in, is what he was saying. Uh, but, you know, we still managed to do a good job and I'm still very proud of the team. Said also, everybody was involved tonight, played really well and concentrated. And yeah, this is what I want to see. I mean, absolutely. I mean, especially in a semifinal. Yeah. I mean, pretty much we have a ton of cup finals essentially in this uh, this entire month, they, and they played like such in this one at, at the very least. So, yeah. um, you know, I think we've seen our players step up to a d good degree in uh, you know competitions that it's a must win, and so that's yeah. really what you want to see. Uh, Justin Miram also talked about his return to Orlando. Yeah. And uh, he also had mentioned if he had scored that he would celebrate a hundred, I think one million percent. Right, so something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> but he was unfortunately not able to score, although he was on this revenge tour, and I really wanted to see him hit the back of the net. Oh man. But uh, he was unfortunately had a walk off early in this match. Yeah. Uh, to kind of a mystery injury, we didn't, still don't really know. 
But uh, yeah. uh, he pretty much just kind of did the tour around. Well, yeah, because the new FIFA mandates. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have, have to go off the, the golf nearest. Where it's yeah. nearest. So yeah, he had to walk all the way around. Everyone booed him. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he. I thought he was actually pretty good. You yeah, know, he was active on the ball. He was uh, good. He was both trying ways. to make things happen. Yeah, defending as well. Uh -huh. You know, and I thought he. I thought he did make a lot happen, even though he didn't get on the stat sheet particularly. So. Agreed. Yeah, no, he was definitely making an impact before he was. Uh, he had to be pretty much subbed off yeah. uh, but he uh, yeah I mean he said that let's see they um, he, he thought that he uh, we outran them and we outplayed them and he said I'm just happy to be on this side with this group they helped me they picked me up and they knew it was going to be difficult every time I got the ball being booed and in warm ups but I showed tonight I can block that out and play my game and that's massive yeah I mean to yeah, play with the booze, it is difficult. I mean, it's sure. it's a distraction. You can probably hear all the jeers and yeah. whatever else they're saying. And yeah, I mean, you could pick up a lot on the, uh, he even, the field mics. Yeah, exactly. He, sure. he even posted uh, on his Instagram the following day yeah. you know, a slow-mo video of like the wall giving it to him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, they, were, they were flicking him off. Uh, yeah. And it was... Uh, but he, you know, in his post, he was like, uh, I forgot the quote, it was like, yeah, uh, give him attention. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you don't need to give people that don't deserve it the attention. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, well said and it's, it's a good mindset from Justin Miram who is quickly endearing himself to yeah. Atlanta United fans. He just, you sure. know, he definitely seems to be a much more positive mindset in Atlanta. He's yeah. spoken on that. Well, he's not getting life. death threats, and uh, <laughs> and that's massive. And yeah. our fans are supporting him, which is yeah. also great. But, uh, you know, for us, for me and Tanner, who have both received uh, death threats slash uh, hate mail, it's uh, from Orlando City fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're in the same boat with Justin Miram. It is, uh, yeah, you know, like... We hate him just as much as you <laughs> So, anyway, that wraps up my bow on yeah. the Orlando City match. And let's move on to the NYCFC match, mm -hmm. in which, uh, yeah, I mean, another really, really strong performance here. Yeah. We didn't get the clean sheet, but uh, we were creating chances left and right. Yeah. Uh, for minute one. Yeah, for minute one, high press was on, mm -hmm. uh, really made them feel uncomfortable. NYCFC usually play with a lot of possession and really didn't see that. They were yeah. playing lots of long balls. Uh, They're pretty direct overall, yeah. Yeah, very direct, and yeah, lots of balls over the top that are, uh, you know, just our three man back line who are just. I mean, I take them on a one on one over anybody else's back line yeah. any day. Because yeah. uh, Miles Robinson, probably the strongest in the league at that. Uh, and then you have. You know, Franco Escobar, not too shabby with his pace, yeah. um, his recovery. Just one-on-one -on -one in general. Yeah, yeah. and uh, LGP ain't too bad either. Right. And so, you know, that's uh, that, that was massive for us to be able to push up and be able to just pin them back yeah. in their uh, fullbacks back. It was really a sight for sore eyes, I feel like. Yeah. A lot of the fans, uh, I think, louder this type of performance from the team. It's maybe not the scoreline that we wanted because we weren't as clinical as we sure. maybe should have been, but uh, I mean, it was chance after chance for us that just, it, it, it hearkened to something that was a little bit of yesteryear. Right, Fantastic. exactly. And you know, especially against a strong opponent and you know, like you said, opponent that typically likes the ball, you know, yeah. to, so to be able to essentially win that midfield battle mm -hmm. and then yeah, like create chances. I mean, like it just, 
it felt like the scoring was going to happen and just yeah. kind of win. And then, of course, keeping solid the uh, the back line. I was a little concerned, you know, like I hope uh, New York doesn't snatch one here, and they didn't. They were well, they did at the very end. Yeah, they, they pulled one back, and uh, that's yeah. where it was a little bit squeaky bump time for sure. Yeah. But uh, let's yeah. start at the very beginning though, yeah. where Joseph Martinez gets the start inexplicably when he had a grade two adductor strain and was pretty much unlikely for the. Pretty much duration. Yeah. Might have been a red herring, but it's still... It felt like mind games. I mean, like, DeBoer all week was saying he's doubtful, but day-to-day, -day, which is like, yeah. that could mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's the thing. It's like, a doctor strains, it could be where you're out as long as a George Bellow. Yeah. Or you're, you know, and it's just like, he came back pretty much this week. I mean, I think... It was very precautionary, and mm. they didn't play him in Orlando City for that reason. Right. Which, had, of course, we didn't talk about how worried a lot of us were with that. I mean, sure. it's just like, I mean, yes, it's Orlando City, but still, it's like, um, you, we, we have not been putting it in the back of the net with really great regularity. Right. So, it is, uh, yeah, I mean, for him to come into this match, I mean, he was massive. Uh, he goes down in the first minute too, and you're yeah. like, oh no, did, don't tell me he rushed back for this match. Yeah, did he like tweak something? I think uh, it, I think because he kind of shanked that shot a little yeah. bit, and you know, you just try to, when you shank a shot, you kind of play it off a little bit like, oh, I might have injured something. Like, <laughs> that's just what you do. Right. You know, because um, it's like, oh, did I just, I, did, I just got it all wrong. Right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's like, you know, but, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. Clearly wasn't a big deal for the most part, and DeBoer even said, yeah, like maybe he's still not 100%, but his 95% or 90% is still a nice player. I would say so. Yeah, the uh, way he got up for that first goal. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I don't think there's too many problems, uh, you know, in that abductor if you can rise up like a salmon and sting like a bee like that. Oh, my God. Like, that defender is much taller than he is. And, yeah. you know, we all know this. He can win a header with the best of them. But, I mean, even against a guy that much taller, yeah, he, uh, you know, th this is just a great, great header. Like, yeah. world-class type of header. I mean, it's just the pace to be able to beat, yeah. uh, you know, Sean Johnson from that type of uh, distance as well. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, the way he located the header. And, yeah, I mean, the way he ran onto it in general. Like you said, it was the defender standing there. And yeah, he just out jumps him. Really. Yeah, and um, a pretty good ball from Julian Gressel yeah. as well. And yeah, Gressel, called, you know, Gressel himself called it overhit a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but, but you know, I thought you know, it was pretty good. I think, yeah, it's, I think uh, he's maybe not getting giving himself enough credit a yeah. little bit here but um yeah i mean fantastic stuff from there uh yeah. i mean and pt martinez uh i think he probably should have won a couple penalties in this match he won one yes uh which was that ball over the top and rightfully so yeah. there he was pleading Oh god. Joseph Martinez it was, to take this it was penalty. adorable actually yeah. because Joseph like, just let me take one just let me just let me take one. Joseph was like nah. No, cuz yeah, exactly. Like I get it. Yeah. Like um I mean PT has missed one this year. Joseph Martinez has missed one in pretty much his 3 years yeah. more or less. But and also he's the regular penalty taker. It's only 1-0 at that point. It's still yeah. a game at that point. So. Exactly. Yeah, you you can't uh at that point put on I would say our third best penalty taker. Mm -hmm. You just can't do that. Yeah. You know, if it's 2-0, then sure, absolutely let PT have one. Uh, pad those stats a little bit. Yeah. Great. But I think it's too much still that, uh, you know, the game is still on the line. Yeah. You absolutely need that goal to be able to get that breathing room a little bit, that cushion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Joseph taking it was the right call. And he's, 
he's a guy that I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Shout out to Petey though for on that penalty with the yes. winning that penalty, the physicality he showed on yes. the defender, you know, mm -hmm. and then like getting on the ball, you know, putting the moves on. But I think like in the high press, mm -hmm. you see. Uh, PD's total game because yes. you see that he is willing to press. You see he's yeah. willing to be physical. I think he actually picked up another yellow card in this match. He did, he did. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's, uh, he's quickly getting into Franco Escobar territory, <laughs> if, uh, if it were. He's no, still but, a ways off. Yeah, he's still a ways off. Thank God, thank God. But, uh, but LGP is in that territory. Right. He also got another yellow, which is kind of the frustrating thing about, uh, I think, I guess, both It was actually, you know, it was a decent there. yellow because he was... It was one he might have been beaten the ball yeah, at the exactly. top. Yeah, so. exactly. It's a professional foul, uh, but still, it's one right. of those. It's it's LGP again. So. Yeah, exactly. And but uh, either way, anyway, um, yeah, the second one that he should have won. Yo, I mean, oh my gosh, Maxim Chanot, what the hell? Like you are a very lucky boy. <sighs> I am pissed. I mean, because yeah, it's clear cut. It's clear cut. I mean, like yeah. uh, MLS does this instant replay every every week. Where they go over blown calls, and that was one of them. And it's yeah. like, why didn't VAR go back? They had an opportunity to. Yeah, Jair Marufo and the VAR didn't have the cojones to make this call. I, I think uh, just it would put the, the game away, and I think that's probably why they. Yeah, it would have been three nil. I think at that point. Yeah. And uh, so instead, they get one from a bear, and uh, it's. I think. This worries me a little bit. Uh, Guzan has conceded maybe a couple of few from this type of distance, yeah. uh, kind of on the ground, but kind of really, again, from a longer distance, he kind of struggles slightly, I think. But, yeah. um, you know, from the ones close up, maybe not so much. Yeah, I don't, it's interesting, right? Because he, I feel like with the ones close up especially, he almost dies early, but he anticipates well. Right. And I think once from distance, maybe it's one of those where it's, you know, you got to shuffle over. Yeah, or you just maybe have to shielded. Be, you know, maybe you just, yeah. he's not able to just cover that distance anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, it does seem It like, was a well-taken shot. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a, a, I wouldn't say lucky, but it was a good layoff that was super quick. Yeah. And yeah, The NYC move overall was a pretty solid move from NYC. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's uh, it's annoying to see because also, I mean, it would have pushed Brad Guzan's uh, clean sheet, uh, league leading clean sheet record, not mm -hmm. record, but I guess uh, stat, yeah. 212. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would have been good to see and also is good for the confidence, especially going into a Campeones Cup. So, uh, you know, it is a possibility that he might start and, you know, you want to see your keeper in high spirits in that sense. But yeah. uh, either way, I mean, um, you know, Getting into more positives, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Miram provided lots of width and uh, interplay on that left side, which was, again, I mean, it's, uh, I think, uh, Devin pointed out to that effect where, yeah, we are just, uh, you know, able to kind of swap and change wing backs and just able to uh, really make them pretty competent. I think, uh, I think this team has uh, been a, a team that wants to play in this type of fashion, yeah. high press. Um, you know, able to possess it through that as well yeah. when we do have the ball uh, and just create a ton of chances. That wing back play is so, so important in the system as well. Yeah. And so Gressel was able to play so many early crosses that uh, just like almost spot on nearly all the time where Jose Martinez, I mean, on a different day, might have put in even more. 
So yeah, I mean, it shows that you can play on the front foot out of the system. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially utilizing the wingbacks. You know? Right. And it's exactly. something we've seen it with other teams as well across Europe and you know World Cup teams. So I mean, I think yeah, Atlanta it makes perfect sense for Atlanta United to do that. And yeah. putting Miro at left wing back though has been a, a stroke of genius. Really. Yeah, it really has been because yeah, no, he's had the creativity and he's got the work rate going back, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and also, Julian Gressel noted uh, after the match that yeah, there's been a lot less kind of defensive uh, coaching lately. And that's, I think, really uh, not only a testament to the system being adapted to uh, by Frank de Boer, but yeah. also that he's realizing, yeah, I mean, you know, they are, uh, when they're on the front foot, they're playing their best ball. We're looking really good. Yes, the scoreline maybe didn't reflect this kind of dominance that we really had in yeah. the game. But I think all in all, uh, if we play like this more often than not, we will get the results that we deserve. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, into some of the negatives, I think, um, yeah, NYCFC did rotate their side a little yeah. bit. It wasn't their strongest side, so uh, they had just played on Thursday. Right. Was this a team that we actually beat that was at their best? You know, it's, it, this seems to be a theme, though, right, that teams, like, rotate just coming to the bends because they almost have to yeah. no Rooney no Zlatan this yeah, season yeah. and now NYC as well but we have to beat what's in front of us right and uh, I mean NYC though it. I think is one of those teams that's still pretty good even when they rotate so yeah. I, I don't think it's the, necessarily the same situation right although their their manager or their head coach uh, Dome Torrent did mention that they played scared a little bit they uh, usually play you know with possession they're usually a little shorter passes they're trying to uh, you know move the ball together and link it up towards uh, and forward but uh, yeah they played it long a lot and he had a problem with that he was like you're never gonna win if you pretty much play like this and uh, I think it's a fair point but I think it's because uh, and he noted that fast pace of this game right because we were pressing so quickly and with uh, you know and so high and I think it was because uh, Joseph Barco and PTU were on the same page and they were this is like this is the yeah, point I've made fantastic. before though you know what I mean like mm -hmm. when LA United plays with a fear factor like and how teams play them it's very different you yeah. know and so because even early on in the season the home form wasn't great they, mm -hmm. it was like a couple of draws a loss in there mm -hmm. you know so but now like teams are scared to play Atlanta again yeah exactly and I think that's uh, you know now we figured out how to defeat a low block as well uh, you don't see the problems from early 2018 rearing its head, right. and so that's fantastic. Uh, I think also another negative is kind of uh, two guys in the same line were changed at the same time mm. with Larry and Hyman, and uh, you maybe saw a little bit of like disjointedness in which resulted maybe in NYCFC's goal. Right. Uh, I mean, and also Larry. I don't, you know, think directly he was at fault for this, but it is, uh, you know. He kind of is maybe miscast in a 3-5-2 because uh, in a 3-5-2, the midfielders are central midfielders versus defensive midfielders. Yeah. So it is a, a very different, I think, type of thing where he has to be able to create uh, versus he mostly is a guy who will sit back, he'll hold his position, and he'll kind of spread it out that way. So, right. yeah, it's maybe not... Uh, suited best for him and uh, yeah I mean maybe it was uh, you know like kind of that whole line change where yeah maybe uh, we uh, kind of had some miscommunication yeah. but yeah. Uh, getting into the post-match <laughs> quotes 
yeah, I mean, you saw that uh, Frank DeBoer pretty much mentioned that, uh, yeah, like, he thought that this was PT's best match. Yeah. Which, uh, I think a lot of us did, yeah. Yeah, in which PT kind of very quickly said, I don't know if this was my best game because I didn't score, but I don't think it's, it's about that for him again. I think it's about, um, you know, him having not only the creativity, but... Uh, that work rate, which yeah. was on display here, and creating chances for uh, you know our forwards, and that's what he was doing. I mean, he created that that penalty that yeah. uh, Joseph took. That's what you want to see, and arguably could have uh, created even more chances if the uh, referee said balls. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. No, I mean, like he's uh, he's gotten chances in prior matches i don't yeah. remember too many chances like that he or shots he took himself but he yeah, definitely exactly. created them you know exactly. what I mean? and that's the thing like when you have barco and joseph yeah. and then and Miro well and his Russell. shots his shots were actually more on target this match as well like he i think i believe had a couple shots and they were on goal okay. and that's fantastic because yeah. yes the other shots have been a little bit wayward in yeah. past games sure so but uh, but yeah i mean like yeah i agree with you though at the end of the day like whether he gets on the score shooting i mean like don't get me wrong, like, I will never... He know, should. I mean, yeah, he's under, a forward at the end of the day. Right. And the, judged the, by that. Yeah, exactly. And the confidence that he derives from that, obviously, which is why he mentioned not scoring. But, right. at, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I think he's been fantastic for these past what, couple months now, maybe mm -hmm. six weeks, you know? So, it's great to see him hitting this form as we get to the business end of the season. Agreed, agreed. Because, yeah, we I think we have nine matches left in the season. So, yeah. yeah. The regular season, and then there's the uh, Open Cup Final, Campeones Cup Playoffs. Exactly. Lots of stuff yeah. still to play for, but uh, Frank DeBoer also talked about Joseph's impact in this match, uh, and I think matches in general. He said he brings some kind of energy. I think he demands from other players that they have to give their best of themselves. He pushes them to the limit. I think that is amazing to see. He pushes himself to the limits to scoring goals and always eager, and is always eager to be there in front of goal. He also expects that from his teammates. Sometimes he's angry about it when things aren't going his way, but he keeps everybody awake. I mean, you know, if there's that's like that's a captain talk. Yeah, it really. I mean, like that's it's a type of leadership, you know. Yeah. And it's like so when you see Joseph yelling at players, like I think if you're a teammate, you can't take it personally because yeah. you know he's holding himself to that. Stuff. Exactly, and he absolutely does. I mean, you know, they he wants them to feed him because he's hungry to score goals and it, like. Yes, he scored two of them, but he was still upset at all the other ones. Yeah, yeah. And so exactly. that's the beauty of it is like he is just so, so good slash. And that's even an understatement. But uh, but he's expecting and bringing the level of his teammates to that level as well. And uh, I'm going to go into a kind of a weird metaphor maybe a little bit in that uh, like a Kobe Bryant, you know, maybe not kind of known for his ability to bring out the best of others right. in that sense. Uh, but Joseph's ability um, and his selfishness, even in you know his play, is really bringing out the other, uh, the best of the others for sure. I think yeah. so. Um, you know, he I think has this ability, kind of like Michael Jordan in a sense. Yeah. Versus exactly. Kobe Bryant. Anyway. Yeah. Although I don't know. Weird metaphor. <laughs> you don't have to dig into that too far. You don't just. Be kind to me in the, in the comments. <laughs> I just thought of it, and I'm like, this might work. Anyway, uh, so 
Uh, Guzan talked about Joe's prolific ability after the match. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, quoted as saying, what record doesn't he have now? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really hilarious. Uh, yeah. You want to read his yeah, own one? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. He's huge. We're probably a bit spoiled. I said that. The ball goes in the box and you just expect him to pop up and score from whatever angle, however difficult the pass is or, how, or the ball is. His first goal was world class. His ability, that separation in the box, and then to get the power behind the header to beat Sean Johnson, that is a fantastic finish. And we all know what he does from the penalty spot. Fair play to Joe. I say, I always say he's huge for our team and he showed it once again tonight. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when your teammates are in awe of you, you know, the guys yeah. who actually see you every in training, mm. every match, and they're still just amazed by your passion, your energy and ability. I mean, it just, it just speaks says volumes. it all. Speaks volumes indeed. So uh, yeah, wrapping up with Bo on this match, it is uh, a very solid win. Uh, bummed that we didn't get the clean sheet, but either way, uh, you know, it puts kind of that, it's a little bit of a, a six pointer in that sense yeah. where we were able to push down NYCFC with their games in hand yeah. just a little bit further yeah. down. Now there's a four point gap between Atlanta United and NYCFC and they only have two matches in hand, so. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, moving into those standings uh, into the news where, yeah, we are in second place. It right. is, uh, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia Union still. They just keep winning. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> very steady. In, uh, I will say, amazing. though, because they played uh, they played Dynamo at home, and the couple goals <laughs> that they scored were crap. But it's, you know, however you get them. Yeah. They're, they're spreading the goals around, yeah. which is, I guess, good for them as well. Yeah. Uh, I guess ours is a little bit more centric to Jose Martinez. Right. But still, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the way we do it, I mean, you know, if he's on the pitch, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, yeah. he, he can put it away with his right foot, his left foot, his head. Tata alluded to this last season. So yeah. it's not that we're a one-man team. We just They just feed Joseph. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the other guys can score, clearly. But it's just a matter of, I mean, you feed the guy who's the most clinical. And there it is. Yeah. You know, uh, there were times earlier this season where Joseph Martinez was a little passive. And he was, you know, maybe had a sight on goal. And he kind of uh, let it go. And right. It really didn't work out, maybe, sometimes. So, exactly. Yeah. I think we want to see... Yeah, I think selfish Joseph is the best Joseph, for I sure. think so. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. But uh, moving on from the standings, Joseph Martinez has two more MLS records in tow from that match, and that is consecutive matches scored with 10. Yes. And, yeah, total. Total, I mean, in three seasons. Most goals in first three seasons, 70 goals. Now, get this. That's actually 70 goals in 76 matches. Yeah. 76 matches is more like two seasons and change because he yeah. missed a bunch of games in the uh -huh. first season. We're only halfway through the, this third season. Right. Like, and he missed a month being uh, away on international duty as well. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and Carlos Vela was not. So, I mean, yeah. you know, what we're saying yeah. here is that, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much... Uh, at just under, I believe it was 0.99 goals per game. Right. Just an outrageous number. Yeah. Uh, and kind of unprecedented in MLS. Fantastic. Really, yeah. really good exactly. stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, because of that, Jose Martinez and Julian Gressel have made the MLS Team of the Week. Although Julian Gressel was only on the bench and Miles Robinson is nowhere to be seen. Uh, <laughs> What's this perplexing. man gotta do to get his due, man? Yeah, he get, he gets into. I think he's gotten into one. Oh, I think man. at least this uh, this season. But I mean, he is a uh, he won the man of the match at least uh, in the in the game at uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium in terms of like you know he got the the golden spike. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, you know what 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 does he have to do really? Right, right. But uh, he is pretty much man of the match almost 
nearly every single time. Right. Um, and also, Jose Martinez also won the MLS Player of the Week for the second time this season. Fantastic yeah. as Fourth well. Fourth overall for Atlanta United. Barco won two yeah. early on in the season. Right, and uh, that's on the heels of him getting the MLS Player of the Month last month. And just, you know, he's on a just... Torrid. Torrid stretch. Yeah. yeah, really took the words right out of my mouth. But uh, yeah, and so also uh, moving on from that, Ezekiel Barco makes number 57 in La Gazzetta dello Sport. It's an Italian publication, uh, and that's of the best 60 U20 players in the world. And he's the only MLS player to be on that list. It kind of goes, yeah, it goes to show you the profile of Barco. I mean, yeah. if and when, probably when he leaves, I mean, yeah. you know, it's that that's going to be an interesting time. It will be, but uh, I mean, he absolutely is just, uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not, uh, last season didn't get his due a little bit. He was a little bit underperforming, but sure. this season, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he missed a, a good bit of time, but I think every single time he's been on the pitch, he's come like a man on fire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, going and moving on to another uh, very, I'd say, let's say youngster, um, Andrew Carlson. He spoke to Pro Soccer USA and Mitchell Northam uh, in this article saying, I think this year has been a big growing year for me. Just learning how to be an adult instead of a young kid. Uh, he said also, quote, uh, it's been an interesting season. I had a couple of slip ups, if you want to call them that. It's something that you learn from. As a young player, you try to get the most out of those things and learn from it. I'm just trying to work hard and get back to a place where I'm fighting for minutes with the first team. And I think, yeah, he's been doing that. Uh, yeah. I mean, he got minutes against Orlando in that semifinal. He did. Yeah, yeah, played pretty, pretty much just the second half. And it's good to see him that he's working his way back. He seems yeah. he's saying the right things. He seems uh -huh. to be showing uh, the right attitude. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's uh, when he was kind of suspended from the first team, you know, mm -hmm. we all concerned about it. We got demoted to the Alina 2 and right. whatnot, yeah. yeah I think it's all part of a larger plan, though. Right, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, you know, some of the 17s might have been a little bit down on him, but I think, yeah, you just, you know, with these players, like, these guys are teenagers, yeah. slash just, you know, guys who are still maturing into themselves and, you know, who didn't do stupid crap when they were young. So, right. you know, it, it's... Hopefully he's learning from it, and it seems like he is, so good good things. But um, yeah, Joseph Martinez, uh, moving on. Joseph Martinez on his Snapchat and his, on his IG story, you are an absolute legend, uh, just cackling at Orlando City. Um, I mean, just hilarious. And then, I, I still haven't worked this out. I don't know if it's a chicken wing or if it's an artichoke. I'm not sure. Yeah, it like it might have been. <laughs> he snacked on something. Even I don't know. Yeah, but he like pulled it out of his. Yeah, mouth. that's what. I was, you just don't really. Mang uh, I was for their fruit. Maybe, so that, yeah, yeah, could was, be. Could yeah, be. I, I. I was actually wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot to unpack. There's there's <laughs> indoor hammocks in here as well. I mean, I don't think he's at home because I we you know I think see his uh, IG story quite often. He's mm -hmm. not in his living room. It's somewhere else. I don't. Where I, I want some indoor hammocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that looks comfy as hell. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah let's do that, please, uh, <laughs> somewhere somehow. But uh, yeah, and also moving on to another Jose Martinez gym. Yeah. Uh, the just the impact that this game can have on people. I mean, this photo with this young lady who is just awestruck. She's got the tats on her fingers, on her neck. 
She, uh, I mean, and basically he wrote like, she made my day one of the best day in my life. I mean, you know, that's a little bit broken English from Jose Martinez, right. but still either way, it is just beautiful to see that, I mean, you know, people making impact on each other. I mean, yeah. I think Jose Martinez realizes uh, the impact that he has had on her life probably. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, it made his day yeah. for one, but it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like, you know, the, uh, you know, not only just uh, showing, you know, how good of a person he is as well. No, yeah, I mean, like, the, especially when you see the impact he has on kids. Like, I remember yeah. the, the, the kid last year. Yeah. He again, broke down in tears when he met Jose. It's so sweet. It is. It that, really that's, like, is. the best part of sports, honestly. It really is, yeah. And so, uh, but moving on from that, uh, the prank wars continue <laughs> between Jonathan Nagby and Michael Parkhurst. Uh, first, it was... Uh, Jonathan Nagby and Brad Guzan stealing one of Michael Parker's shoes uh, on the plane, and so he would have to only walk with one shoe in the airport, which is pretty grody, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good prank, I think. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, somehow, uh, Parky has gotten Nagby's <laughs> luggage onto the middle of the, uh, you know, yeah. the carousel. He's like, he has to like <laughs> climb up and get it. Oh my god! Like he seen this at Milena Airport or whatever. Oh yeah, they, they thankfully stopped it on his way down <laughs> the, the carousel. But uh, yeah, there were some people that were like, "Oh my god, if he got injured there, that would have been horrific." But uh, I think you know, it's uh, just chill. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, but yeah, but the uh, the the prank wars. Hopefully they continue because they're I think hilarious. Yeah. But uh, moving on to Atlanta United two this week, they unfortunately lost five one against Louisville City, uh, and that was Sunday. But um, yeah, Jackson Conway got a fourth goal or his fourth goal of the season, so he's also scored in two consecutive matches. Uh, and George Bello also started this match, so uh, it's good to get him some of that match fitness, which is fantastic because yes, uh, yeah, while you know Justin Miriam has played fantastic. I mean, we just need that depth. Yeah. We I mean, as we saw when uh, Greg Garza came back at the end of last season, what an yeah. impact that made. Imagine exactly. if Bello had a similar impact. Exactly. And that'd be massive. So, uh, yeah, uh, that gets us to our buy or sell segment. And simply, we put up a topic and we say if we buy or sell it. So, first topic is, uh, so Carlos Vela or Jose Martinez can break the single season goal scoring record this year. Buy or sell. I'm going to sell it. Uh, I think that the figure of 31 goals in regular season stands because Vela mm -hmm. right now is on 23. He has 10 matches left. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that he also uh, has like 15 assists. And Diego Rossi, his teammate, is top five in goals as well. I think he's more of a tal overall talisman, not necessarily a mm -hmm. pure goal scorer. So uh -huh. I think he won't keep up that goal scoring record. And then as for Joseph, he has nine matches left. He has... He's on 20 right now. I don't think he'll get to 11 or 12 goals in the next nine matches. Yeah. So I think that he falls just short. I think actually yeah. both of them are going to finish at like 30 and 29 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's just short. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't buy that Carlos Vela can, uh, yeah, break that record as well for the very similar reasons as you said, uh, as well as I think. No one is as prolific as Jose Martinez, in my opinion. Uh, and don't check me in a month. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, Jose Martinez, though, can. I buy that he can. Oh, okay. I buy that he can. Because I, I, 
to put anything past Jose Martinez at this point yeah. is foolhardy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I buy that he can, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but can both of them? No. So, uh, next buy or sell item is Jose Martinez is the greatest of all time striker in MLS history. I gotta buy it, man. And like Charlie Davis and Kalen Carr talked about this and they, you know, two MLSers, they believe that Joseph is, you know, they played with some of those greats like Stern John and uh, Taylor yeah. Twelman and so uh -huh. on. But Joseph's record is ridiculous. We talked about it. Yeah. 70 goals in 76 matches. Uh -huh. He's like, Far and away, the most goals in the first three matches. He's probably going to get... Or the first three years, yeah. First three, sorry, yeah. First yeah. three years. He's probably going to get to 100 in a record pace. He's about halfway to the uh, the all-time MLS record, yeah, which so, is 151. Yeah, 151 with Chris Wondolowski. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, already halfway. I mean, if he stays in MLS his entire career, then yeah. yes, very well it could be. Uh, so, I, I buy that he is the... Uh, the goat right now. He doesn't have the stats of the you know of ultimate history right right now. But yes, he is definitely uh, the greatest of all time right now. Uh, you know, kind of that living legend, yeah. if you will. Just what sense. we've seen. So yeah. you know what I mean so in far. In only three short years. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Insane. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I mean he just he's uh, he's breaking records left and right. It's really it's a matter of which records hasn't he broken at this point. Right. So anyway, that wraps it up for uh, the new segment and buy or sell. And that gets us to our mailbag. And you guys send in these questions through IG story. Please continue to do so. And we might answer your question in the future. First question comes from Danny Phantom. Do y'all think that Atlanta United will ever get their own soccer specific stadium or always share it with the Falcons? Ah, this question. Um, so yeah, uh, go for it. No, I mean, I, for the foreseeable future, I think we share a stadium because, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of real estate. And Mercedes-Benz is honestly a pretty fantastic place to play. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no reason for Atlanta United to go anywhere else. And I think also the location, I think, is important here, too, yeah. because people from all over Atlanta come to these games, you know, even from the suburbs. And so, like, I think a central location makes the most sense for right. uh, the fan, your fan base in this case. Right. And so I, I just don't think there's a reason to move. Right, exactly. And, you know, uh, a soccer-specific stadium would be kind of a downgrade in terms of the number of seats that it would be one allocated. Uh, and so uh, unless you can really get some sort of, like, 50,000-person stadium by yourself, but it's probably, like, we just... They just spent, I think, like $1.2 billion on this. Like, nothing's happening for a long time. Right. <laughs> At least 20 years if, uh, if most things go well. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I think we will be uh, there for the foreseeable future. And I think it's a great home. I mean... Also, air-conditioned, especially in Atlanta. Oh, gosh. You can't ask for more at this moment. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, turf or whatever, <coughs> blah, 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 grass, uh, whatever, man. <laughs> um, next question comes from Panhead Aaron. I believe Joseph can catch up and pass Vela in the Golden Boot race, but what about MVP? Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Vela might have it on MVP because of those assists, like I mentioned. He's, yeah. He has double-digit assists. I mean, Vela's been ridiculous. This yeah, year. he has been. He's, uh, yeah, in terms of the uh, kind of goal creation, uh, like in terms of total goals, that's it's a really large number for him. And, yeah. uh, you know, the fact that LAFC are kind of running away. Exactly. a little bit as well. Uh, even though, you know, I mean, you know, we can chip away and get a little closer, but still, either way, I mean, he's been doing it for the duration. 
So, yeah, it is true. I don't think Jose Martinez can win MVP this season. Um, and it's difficult to, I think, win back-to-back in MLS. That's true, too, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, next question. Liv Moss asks, what's your standpoint on what happened in the supporters section yesterday? If you don't have context, you can watch uh, Mark's fan cam from yesterday as well. We're filming this on a Monday just uh, for transparency. And, uh, yeah, and so... Uh, there were some, you know, larger things at play. We won't get into it too hard, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, man? No, yeah, I mean, just to, to reiterate, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To summarize my my interview, I kind of disagreed with uh, uh, Atlanta United's the staff's uh, actions on this, uh, especially with the uh, with the signs that were confiscated. Of course, the new support mm-hmm. has come out now about further action being taken against those fans so we you know we have to wait to see what comes of that and right Dirty South Soccer reported that uh, there were some bans from the stadium maybe three match bans for some uh, people of a supporters group and so it's yeah it is uh, it is not something you want to see but it is something that uh, is kind of a hot topic for yeah. one it it's needs, a little complex it's a little complex and it's difficult to get all the way into uh, in this podcast but um, you know, I think it is all in all, um, you know, if you like our thoughts, uh, in terms of our, our own, in terms of, in this regard, they don't reflect, you know, the channel nor the podcast, I think. Uh, and so, you know, what his thoughts are and what my thoughts are, it's just basically, yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's to a degree where if, you know, you are pretty much, uh, for suppressing one uh, group of people or any group of people, it's just yeah, that's that's got to go. That can't happen. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, if you'd like us to go in more in depth about it, let us know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Let us know if you want a video of that or something like that, and uh, you know, we'll try to entertain that idea and uh, and make uh, something you know specific for that. But anyway, uh, moving on. Joshua Rutledge asks. What are, should we stick with the high press? Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think that also <clears throat> we'll never be like the out and out pressing team that like Red Bulls are, for example. Yeah. But I think that we need to press. We need to try to win the ball in the opponent's half mm-hmm. because we're just more comfortable playing in the opponent's half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it is definitely like, you know, in 2017, we definitely were pressing a lot higher. We. Uh, and aggressively. Yeah, yeah, aggressively. But in 2018, we kind of went away from that a little bit. Uh, but. Uh, I think this kind of is a meld of it a little bit, yeah. and we were able to, um, you know, be still pretty decently stout uh, defensively while uh, still pressing up high, and also, uh, you know, pretty pretty good possession I think as well yeah. from that uh, that standpoint. And so, uh, yes, absolutely, we should. Uh, from match to match, it is going to be difficult because yeah. it does take high energy levels. I think so, also, yeah, you gauge by the opponent, you know, how much yeah. they want the ball, all of that. Right, so. exactly. And so if they're a team that doesn't really, uh, they're not they're not really good on the ball, then yeah, yeah, you know, you, you take some chances and, yeah. you know, you try to win it. Right. But uh, anyway, um, next next question is term, or from Terminus United 83. If we sell Barco this summer, would Ozil or Mesut Ozil of Arsenal be a good pickup since he wants to be in MLS? <laughs> uh, well, wait, I guess this summer is in this past summer? I think he's saying, well, I mean, the, the transfer window closed. Right, so. yeah, so it's not really possible, but, yeah. I mean, let's say, let's say it happens in the winter, 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, like Ozil, we'll have to see uh, how he's uh, fitting it at Arsenal. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I do think, yeah, I do think it's, it, like, Barco's likely to be gone by next summer. And so Atlanta United needs to come up with their next, like, yeah. I, I think there's there's no chance that Mazzarozo comes to uh, Atlanta United. Uh, it's just one of those things where uh, his wages are exorbitantly high. Uh, yes, there's that DC United link, but I mean there is the whisper of because uh, he owns a copy shop that is opening up one in Audi Field, uh, and then if he did, he would take a massive pay cut. Uh, if it were, we just also it's not our mo. We don't really need probably his type of player as well. Uh, PT Martinez is fairly similar to Mesorozil as well. So yeah, it's just one of those things where I don't see it happening whatsoever. Uh, so anyway, that's our mailbag. And that gets us to our match preview. And it's against Club America. Uh, it's in the Campionas Cup. It's Wednesday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 8 p.m. It's also on ESPN2 if you're not going to uh, the, the match. But yeah, I mean, so far, Club America have been pretty outstanding uh, to start yeah. their season. They beat Tigres. They've uh, beat Monterrey. Monterrey, yeah, I mean, and Tijuana. I mean, it's uh, some of the big boys, they've already beaten. It's yeah. going to be very tough. No, I mean, Club America is a big boy themselves. They play yeah. in Mexico City. They play in Azteca, the largest city in Mexico. I mean, they're big time. They have Miguel yeah. Herrera is their, is their manager, one-time yeah. coach uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like, we should expect a toe-for-toe. Like, yeah. And, you know, they just got stronger as well. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos also joined them, and Mimo Ochoa also uh, just joined them. I don't know if Mimo Ochoa is going to be playing for them uh, on Wednesday. Probably a little too early, probably. But either way, um, yeah, I mean, they have just been tearing it up uh, at least early part of their season. So, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I think we would have wanted them to maybe be like stumbling out of the blocks a little bit <laughs> before we playing them right but we also don't know how much of a rotated side they're gonna play yeah and you know how seriously they're gonna be taking this as well but I think uh, you know so early on in their season after having uh, been in pretty good form I think they'd go for it yeah really I mean like that's what uh, I forget who the match was last season I think Tigris but and they took it seriously. Yeah. You know, so against Toronto, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. it's true. And so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a tough test either way. Uh, Darren Eels talked about how you know it's genuinely the best of Liga MX against the best of MLS. So it is real and meaningful in that sense. It's like the good old days of the European Cup when it used to be you had to win your league to get in it. The only way to get in Campeones Cup is you've got to have won your championship. And yeah, he's obviously he's a savvy businessman. He's kind of uh, building up right. this, this uh, competition. Up, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agreed to a sense. Yes, you know, we, uh, you know, I think deserve to be here to be playing uh, and have the right to play against this type of team. Uh, it's only the second year, so I mean, yes, history is still being made yeah. on what type of competition this actually is. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got some good implications at least because yeah. it's the champion versus champion in uh, North America. Yeah, it's it's lacking a little bit of history and prestige to this point. But I yeah. think you know, I, 
Liga Meki and MLS are currently trying yeah. to build a partnership. And so I think like this, you know, the Campeones Cup, the League Cup, I think there are steps yeah. in the right direction. And I think that in a few years, they, yeah, they will have the meaning. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I think Jose Martinez has the right mindset on this as well. Yeah. He said, we have to win any game on any afternoon. Obviously, we know it's a nice game against the Mexican champions and we have to try to win. We're at home and we want as many trophies as possible because the day I retire, I want people to say Martinez was a winner, not a loser. So we have to win. I mean, I love him. He's such a leader. That's a exactly. leadership type of quote. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, he wants just as many stars, as many trophies, as many uh, just awards next to his name, next to Atlanta United. And I think that's, you know, we're better off for that. And so I think Absolutely. we should adopt that type of mindset. You know, it's uh, very, very good. To good on you, Joseph. I think. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and so, yeah, we, we've talked about their form in terms of uh, they've won three and drawn one in the last four. We've won uh, four in our last six and lost two. Um, and yeah, I mean, in terms of their players to watch, again, it's, it's going to be difficult maybe to, yeah. to guess who's going to be playing, but at least their past uh, couple of matches, you know, you've seen the likes of, uh, yeah, Jimenez in uh, between the six. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos started their last match in the 10 position for them. Mm -hmm. They generally play a 4-2-3-1 of sorts. Uh, yeah, Renato on the wing. You've yeah. got, uh, yeah, Ibarguin on the left. Um, yeah, it's kind of been rotated a little bit in terms of their strikers, and yeah, so, but their back line seems pretty uh, kind of solidified in terms of who they're going to play. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think, um, you know, we hope it's a rotated side, maybe, and, yeah. uh, you know, that's the only, the, the best thing that we can hope for. Yeah, I but, think uh, no matter what, it's a tough match, though, even yeah. with the rotated side. I mean, like, because especially with Liga Mackey teams who are able to invest more, you know, I think that whatever team they put out there is will be a match for Atlanta for sure. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But, um, yeah, and so uh, getting into some of the match facts, Atlanta United have scored in at least, or they have scored at least two goals in their last five matches in MLS. So that bodes well uh, in that sense. But uh, there have also been over two and a half goals scored in nine of Atlanta United's last ten games. And so maybe that says that there will be goals scored yeah. in general, yeah. uh, either by us or by them. And so uh, it is, I think, paramount that for us, uh, in getting into the keys of the game, that, uh, yeah, how will we cope with really just a strong Club America side? Um yeah, and that's massive. We have to make sure uh, you know we can create our chances against probably a pretty strong defense. Uh, we need to be able to finish, and so it depends on how rotated we are as well. And yeah. I mean, yes, we lose a little if Jose Martinez is not in the squad, um, but yeah, we have to stay strong in the back. Yeah, super exactly. important. And let's take advantage of this home field, you know, you know that we have that. Yeah. We have the power of 
Probably it's going to be probably around like 42, 44,000 right. in this match. But I mean, listen, the last Liga Mekki team we played at home, we beat them. We beat yeah. Monterrey 1 0. So That's true. hopefully, uh, you know, we can get the same kind of energy and performance from. Uh, from the team again because I mean they played well against Monterrey in that game yeah so you know they could have had more early on so mm -hmm. the team's obviously in better form I think certain players as well yeah most key are in good form good form a lot of confidence yeah yeah and building chemistry and so I think this will be a good match to find out where all of that really is agreed and so uh, getting into some of the injuries and unavailable players for Club America uh, out is Nicolas Castillo one of their forwards he has had knee surgery uh, questionable is Emmanuel Aguilera, uh, he's a defender, uh, muscular injury for him. And so, I mean, you know, they definitely could, they definitely could uh, start a very, very strong lineup still, even with those couple of injuries. Right. Uh, for us, Mikey Ambrose is still a little bit out with his left hamstring. Brack Shea, of course, with his uh, ACL. Brandon Vasquez with that left hip injury. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of being able to rotate uh, for this, it still might be, uh, you know, it still might be Joseph Martinez or it could be somebody else, but yeah. we'll see if that gets us to our predicted 11. Yeah, so, so we'll go uh, to the lines. Yeah, let's go to the lines uh, for you. Guzan at keeper, of course. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't put Can in between there at all, or? Mm, no, I feel, I think mm -hmm. we're taking this somewhat seriously. You know yeah. what I mean? I think at the end of the day, there is enough, uh, like the leagues are pushing this, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I think that it would do the audience and the league a disservice if we didn't try to play a strong team at least. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that, you know, Khan, I, you know, I like Khan obviously, but I think you could roll with Guzan. Yeah, uh, and I think it's a 3-5-2 for both of us right. yeah. in this match. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, uh, for you, who's uh, in your three-man back line? So my back line, I have Escobar, Robinson, I think Pogba comes in for LGP. Uh, so, I, you know, I have some slight rotation, and LGP, mm -hmm. I think, is one of them I would rest. Pogba has been very solid, so I don't think you lose too much mm -hmm. in a match, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got LGP on the right, Robinson in the middle, and Pogba as well on the left, uh, because that moves, I think, Franco Escobar to right wing back, mm -hmm. giving Gressel a little bit of a spell in this mm -hmm. uh, because I think Escobar has proven that he can play right wing back with very good efficiency as well as, yeah, uh, yeah with that utility that he has. I mean, it's just beautiful. Uh, he was pretty much making those bombing runs in that uh, NYCFC match to begin with. Yeah. Maybe unrewarded on some of those runs, but still, uh, he was, yeah, I mean, he can put a good ball in. I, yeah. yeah. And he is not afraid to get forward or get in the box. And he's scored, you know, uh, from the right wing position, uh, or right wing back position. Yeah, he has. With, uh, some, some frequency yeah. when he's been played there. Um, for you, who's uh, your right wing back? So I have Gressel, I don't have him resting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have Gressel, right wing back, yeah. and then Pereira, left wing back. Pereira, left wing back. I as well, I think, yeah, um, this is a match. You kind of need a little bit of rotation for uh, Miram, who has played, I think, the last three, not full matches, but still. I mean, yeah. he's played and started the last three. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you don't want to run him into the ground at right. this moment. Uh, although, yeah, if you are maybe lacking a little bit of end product, uh, then maybe you can bring him on and, exactly. uh, yeah, you know, get something there. 
I think in midfield, uh, we have something a little bit different. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, we have we have both Lorenowitz and midfield in place of Rometty. Yeah. And uh, I have Hyman in there because I think he's a more natural replacement for Nagby. So I do think those guys get rested. And yeah. I think that those are probably the two replacements that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, I have Lorenowitz and Mo Adams. Uh, very defensive. I think it's kind of to counteract how I think how strong Club America is going to come sure, out. Yeah. And yes, they, the two of them are playing as central midfielders, as mostly defensive midfielders. But I still think that, yeah, we have to uh, kind of eschew a few things in this match and kind of hit them on the counter as much as possible here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it gets us to our uh, kind of forwards as yeah. well, or, you know, who's in our midfield. So who do you have? So uh, yeah, up top I have uh, PD and Barco on the left or the right and the left, uh -huh. and then I have Tito starting a striker. Yeah. So I think that oh. we actually do rest Joseph for this one because oh. you know that adductor injury, you know, kind of cut it close. I think uh -huh. you know Joseph made it out of the match unscathed, but I don't yeah. think there's a reason to push him with a tough stretch coming up. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it, it is. I, I see. I see what you're saying too, and I think. Your formation might be a 3-4-3 at that point then, because you guys, yeah, you have them on the wings in terms of PZ and Barco. Maybe. A little bit. I mean, I think they interchange, so, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's too much shape necessarily as uh -huh. much as, you know, sure. they, yeah, they're attacking. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for me, I think Hyman returns to that 10 position uh, as per last week against uh, Orlando City. And I, I have Carlton and Tito up top. Yes, this is a fair amount of rotation. and But still, I think it's guys that have played recently at least this past week and so they're able to I think uh, maybe give us a 45 and if we need something going forward we can bring on our big boys that have been playing reg uh, with regularity yeah. and uh, you know we can maybe build something from there if, uh, if we need to uh, I think the, the main point is to just stay strong for 45 try to uh, you know create going forward and uh, yeah I mean really try to I think uh, you know, unsettle Club America, who, again, I mean, yes, they've been playing, um, you know, these uh, really top sides and getting good results, but I think, uh, you know, still it's an environment maybe that we can kind of just not only unsettle them, but make sure that uh, they play right into our hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, we've been so strong at home, you know. Yeah, hopefully we can continue that, and uh, I think that's by being strong defensively and, you know, still... Uh, you know, pressing forward, and I think we have the players to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that gets us to our score prediction. What do you got, man? So I think this is a wild one, but uh, I think that Club America nick it at the end. So I have yeah. us going down three two. I know, I know, it's I know sacrilege, but but uh, yeah. they're just such a strong team, and I do think that we will rotate a fair bit. So it's just a matter of mm. you know. Who takes part? When do they come in? Like for example, I do. I expect Joseph to take part, but then can he have enough of impact to take Atlanta over the top? Yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. So I, yeah, got us just losing this one. Ah, okay, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, for me, it's one-one in uh, just uh, in regular time, and then it goes to extra time, and then we get the penalties. Does it go to extra time and penalties or straight to penalties? I think it, oh, it might go to straight to penalties. I think it might go straight. It to might it. go straight. To, think if if it does, I hopefully hope. it does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I haven't checked on that, but um, yeah, let us know if you uh, if you know in the comments below. But uh, I think we win in penalties for three, kind of to uh, kind of ex excise some demons from the 2017 season a little bit. 
and uh, we will win the uh, Campeones Cup. So hopefully that is the case, hopefully. and we get another trophy in our cabinet. But uh, yeah, that gets us to our question of the day. Will you be going to or watching the Campeones Cup on Wednesday? Let yeah. us know. Tweet at us. Get in the comments. Does it mean a lot to you? Do you? Is this a trophy that you value or is it still a bit of an exhibition match for you? And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I am AJ. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>